0: Hey everyone, it's Tate here to welcome you back for another episode of Lotus Village Voices, the official podcast of Lotus House Women's Shelter in Miami, Florida. On today's episode, we have Elizabeth, an alum and outreach coordinator here at Lotus Village, and today she will be sharing with us her Lotus Village experience and how it impacted her life. Lived Experience episodes are actually one of my favorite because I feel like it gives the alum a chance to share their story, and our stories are us. They represent our strength, our resilience, and ability to overcome what may seem impossible to others and to ourselves. With that being said, let's give Liz a warm welcome and dig right into it. So Elizabeth, we all know homelessness can happen to anybody, you know, at any time in life. So what was it like? What would you feel comfortable enough sharing with us how you became homeless? Um,
1: My homeless journey was pretty, like, weird because, like, that was first homeless when, like, I was, like, 12 and, like, at the beginning of sixth grade. And, like, for some long time, we were, like, couch surfing, me and my mom. Um, We had basically, like, you know, it was, like, for a different – a bunch of reasons. But, like, the main reason was because, like, my mom wasn't, like, able to get jobs that easily because, like, um, people didn't, like, you know – um, didn't want her working anymore, mm-hmm. basically, because she's like a housekeeper. They were like, oh, you're kind of too old, and we're scared. You might fall on the property, which is kind of like ageist, you know what I mean? But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so, and then we we went through a lot of stuff. Like, our documents, like, got lost throughout the way. During couch, like, we were down, we were couch surfing. She lost her, like, like residency, and like, you know, her ID and I lost like like a bunch of like my papers. And then it got bad to a point where we were just like sleeping in a tent in like a, like, you know, in like the middle of a street. And, you know, that was like very like, you know, shameful and embarrassing. Cause like this whole time, like, I never told no one at school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> never like only one person knew. Um, and that was like a friend. But yeah. Um I was sleeping in a tent with my mom and this whole time, you know, and then I saw that she wasn't getting like, you know, jobs. So then I I was just like, you know what? Let me just get a job. And like, as soon as I turned, you know, of age to get a job, I got a job, you know, and from here and there, she would get, you know, some cleaning jobs and whatever and I would okay. help her. And it was like kind of, you know, it was very, you know, troubling because I remember some times when I would come from school, you know, and, like, the worst part is, like, you you think you're going to have somewhere to sleep, and then, you know, people don't want you at their house anymore, so then it's just, like, pretending you're waiting for a bus and, like, the bus stop at, like, 3 in the morning, and then, you know, it's kind of, like, it's the not knowing where you're going to wake up in the next day or where you're going to have, if you're going to have a place to sleep, you know, and... All this time, I'm, like, you know, putting up a facade at school, like, if I have a house and everything, you know. Meanwhile, I'm charging, like, the phone during the class. Yeah. Yeah, so.
0: So, how did you guys find out about Lotus?
1: Um. So, it was, like, on December. It was, like, October-ish of 2018, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, we, that, like... We had run out of, like, you know, places to sleep with, like, friends and family. So we, you know, had to go to the streets and live in a tent. So one of those days, a police officer found us, you know, because, like, this lady was, you know, trying to get me taken away, you know, by, like, DCF and something. Like, DCF is, like, you know, Child Protective Services. And then the officer that came, like, answer to answer the call, he saw that, you know, it was me and my mom. Like, he saw that I was, like, you know, I wasn't, like, you know, being abused or anything. Mm-hmm. So he was, like, he just called DCF like, just because, and, you know. And then he saw that, you know, he actually needed to get out the streets, so he took it upon himself to, like, you know, find some place for us, and... Mm-hmm. Um, Soon enough, he got the green shirts, you know, and they got us off the streets. Okay. Yeah.
0: So, when did you guys come to Lotus House, and what was your experience like?
1: Um, I came to Lotus House, if I'm not mistaken, like, on December something, 2018. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as you know, the building was freshly made, so it felt, like, kind of nice, you know, going into, like, a new building. And, you know... <laughs> when I came in, like I felt like everything was like super huge. Like I felt like a little tiny ant, mm-hmm. you know? But then, you know, I was like, I felt safe, you know, finally like somewhere that I'm gonna be able to, you know, get out the streets from. And I felt like super safe when I came in here, basically. Um when I was led to the room when I saw the bed and everything was neatly made, like bro, I felt so like a sense of comfort in the moment like I felt like a big load was taken off my back in a way because, like, I knew that I would have somewhere to come after school, mm-hmm. you know, and not have to go straight to the street or, like, wander around the streets. And, you know, it's just, like, kind of, you know, relaxing and calming for me. And once, like, the week went by, like, I finally knew about, you know, I was, like, the whole week was, like, you know, I was met with, like, therapists, counselors, and, you know, I had staff, like, you know, take me around the building and show me. And, like, I remember seeing the art room and I got super excited and everything. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my God, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, I like, I saw the huge pavilion and I was like, we're going to get fit. <laughs> 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 um, but, yeah. Um, and I, it was, like, a super <laughs> great experience for me. It's just, like, I, I don't even know how to word it, you know. But, it was yeah. surreal. Like, it was, like, surreal.
0: Yeah, it felt like I was, like, daydreaming in a way. Mm. What was going through your mind, um, you know, your, within your first week at the shelter? Like, I know that you were about 17 when you and your mom entered Lotus Village, and you were a junior in high school, right? What were you feeling like inside?
1: Um, Inside, I was feeling like this, like, long, you know, nightmare was coming to an end. I was, you know, relieved that I finally had a place to, you know, stay. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: But, you know, I was finally, you know, happy that I didn't have to, like, keep on, like, thinking where I was going to, you know, sleep or spend the rest of my day after school. And that I finally had a place that I could actually do homework in peace. You know what I mean? And um, I had a bunch of, like, you know, people helping me as well because I would also come to the education room and like I had people tutor me with homework and I was able to graduate high school thanks to them. Cause I know for a fact I wouldn't have done it by myself because I had the mindset of just like dropping out and like just keep on working. Cause like I also had a full, like I didn't have a full-time job. I had a part-time job at a fast food restaurant. So I was with the mindset, I was like, okay, As soon as I'm turning 18, I am going to, like, you know, quit high school and then just keep on working to make this money and get out of, like, you know, the situation. Because, like, at that moment, I didn't feel like, you know, school was a priority. Like, my priority was keeping a roof over my head at that point. And, you know, I just didn't feel, you know, supported in the streets, which when I actually got here, I actually, you know, Got my head together, and I was like, okay, what was I thinking leaving mm-hmm. high school? But, yeah, <laughs> now look at me. I got into college with this job and everything, but, yeah.
0: Um, did Lotus House help you get into colleges or find a college that was right for you? And if so, what has that experience been like so far?
1: Um, yeah, Lotus House helped me get into college. They really tutored me for my um, tests and everything so I could pass high school, <laughs> first of all, and graduate high school. Then they helped me find my college, which is amazing. Um, They were pushing me towards, you know, FIU. But, you know, I decided to stay local and go to, you know, MDC, which is much cheaper. not going to lie. Right now I'm going for something in the IT spectrum. And, you know, my first year has been all virtual. I haven't been going in person because, you know, COVID and everything. But now that COVID restrictions have, like, you know, become lenient, I might be going in person as well. Big emphasis on the might be going in person, <laughs> but yeah. Um, so right now I'm a full time student and I'm a full time employee, so it's kind of like you know, you have to find a balance, you know, sometimes.
0: But yeah, so I know that you're a full time employee at Lotus Village. How did you end up being a part of the team? Uh, yeah, um,
1: I was basically hired during the pandemic. First off, I was hired and offered the position of an intern. In our operations team, I was basically in charge of the UV towers that we have with that we have here in the shelter that help like sanitize and clean off the germs, and you know kill COVID in each room, ensuring like the guest safety and like everybody's um, health and like well-being. So I would, like, you know, use the towers and train our other team members how to use them properly and, you know, how to clean the rooms before and after someone had COVID in the room. So then, you know, they would just come in with the towers, turn them on and just clean the room and we would call it a day. After that, I was hired as an OM, as an operations manager. You know, I would still, you know, do my cleaning task and then um, do, you know, the, the towers and everything. And then slowly but surely, I was hired onto this new role, um, which is the community outreach coordinator. So I would be helping community outreach, uh, manage volunteers and, you know, manage like when the big groups come in, like, you know, guide them towards where they have to go. Also host like tours for like, you know, people who are interested to come in and like explore the shelter and, and like learn more about us. Mm-hmm. Recently, I've taken on the role of becoming a photographer. So I would like, you know, do our posts for social media from time to time and, you know, make sure everybody, you know, everybody looks good.
0: Camera. Okay. Um, yeah. How does how has your current position as community outreach coordinator impacted your life after experiencing homelessness? Um, basically, I've
1: seen life a little bit more with an open view. like you know I'm a little bit more compassionate now of people. Um, like homelessness like really opens your eyes and like you know broadens like your perspective in life. It teaches you not how to be narrow and like narrow sighted, you know. And you know, I've matured a lot. You see so much stuff when you're like homeless. So mm-hmm. basically you use all of that like knowledge and that you've learned. So now you're more open and compassionate to, to others when they come in and you see they're probably in a similar situation. So you know how to like dialogue with guests and how to better assess situations and stuff like that. So now with this position, I've been able to, you know, help our guests in situations And, you know, if I see someone that just came in, I try to, like, make them feel comfortable and guide them around the shelter and stuff like that. So, yeah.
0: So going back to your time as a guest at Lotus Village, what were some of the services you felt benefited you the most um, during your time here and after you transitioned?
1: For sure, one of the biggest services that helped me was the therapy Um, because, like, They basically taught me how to not hold on to stuff, you know. You still hold on to stuff, you know, over the years, but a lot of that stuff I still, you know, have to go through it. But at least it's taught me not to take life way too seriously Mm -hmm. and, like, you know, hold grudges against people. So, yeah, therapy was one of the best services, I would say, that I was provided, Um, and also, like, the art room. It provided me like, you know, a little bit of an outlet to like, you know, express myself. It provided me a little bit of a decompressing zone when I was here. The urban garden was one of my favorite spaces to go and relax, you know, and just like look at the city view and just like envision what I wanna see myself in the future. I still go there as an employee, it still helps me, you know.
0: Okay, so speaking of um, reflecting and envisioning things, what were some of your dreams and aspirations as a child, and have they changed since then, or are they kind of still the same?
1: They changed a lot.
0: (laughs) In first grade, I wanted to be a president.
1: Then I wanted to be a lawyer. Then I wanted to be a doctor. Then I wanted to be a nurse. And then I stuck with the nurse all the way up until college. And then I said, you know what, nursing is hard. So I said, let me switch. So right now, you know, I decided to, you know, go into IT. And, you know, hopefully I don't change again. <laughs> and I stay with the IT. <laughs> and I graduate in IT. But all I just envision myself is, like, living in a house in the middle of nowhere with, like, my four dogs and, you know, working from home.
0: Okay, that's dope. So one, yeah, that's dope. Do you think your mom is um, proud of how far you've come so far with college and you're, you know, employed at Lotus Village and everything like that? She better be.
1: She better be because I have worked day and night. (laughs) I've worked, you know. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's not easy, you know, keep on going to school and going to work, you know. So she better be proud of me. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) That's real.
0: (laughs) Um... So I know this interview has been super heavy because we've talked about your past experience and dug real deep into your, you know, your life. Um, so let's switch it around and talk about something more positive. What are some of your accomplishments that you're proud of?
1: Um, one of my biggest accomplishments that I'm proud of at the moment is having, like, you know, a stable job here. Um not like you know working at it's not like working at a fast food restaurant that you could you know you have to make sure you get the correct hours to get paid well and have to worry about your wages like here I actually have a salary which is like amazing and I don't have to worry about like you know bills as
0: much but yeah okay so last question um what is something that you would like to tell our listeners and to anyone experiencing homelessness
1: um, one of the biggest things I would like to tell them is not to be ashamed. If you need help, please reach out because I was stuck in that mindset for a long time where I was like, oh, I don't want to be stereotyped at school or, Oh, I don't want to, you know, be looked at as at home as like homeless, because like when you think of homeless, you think of like many other things. You don't think about it as yourself. You never think that it's going to happen to you. You know, so you just never see it as, you know, you
0: never see it coming.
1: Yeah, you never see it coming. And, you know, as long as you reach out, please reach out and try to see if there's any resources for you around your communities, because most of the time community members could also help you. it may take some time, but just have faith and, you know, find some comfort. Just like me, I found a place you'll find one, too.
0: Thank you for sharing your story with us today. It was very, very touching. Um, it's amazing how you're so strong after going through something like that. And I can't wait to see, you know, how far you go because I know that you're smart and you have an amazing personality. And yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. So. <laughs> thank you, Elizabeth, for joining us today. I really enjoyed your story and it reminded me of my favorite quote by Paulo Coelho. There are moments when troubles enter our lives and we can do nothing to avoid them. But they are there for a reason. Only when we have overcome them will we understand why they were there. I really hope everyone enjoyed today's episode as much as I did. To learn more about Lotus Village, please visit our website at lotushouse.org. If you're interested in volunteering or donating, please visit the link in our show notes. Last but most importantly, don't forget to follow us on social media at Lotus House Shelter. Thank you for tuning in. Until next time.